We at the Nasty Woman Club pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yaraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the Nasty Woman Club podcast. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and today I'll be speaking with two entrepreneurs that have started a beautiful community with their Bookstagram accounts, and that is Nikki and Tay from the Instagram page, Two Girls, One Bookshelf. I really do love these girls. They have built such a beautiful community with their page and they also talk about some very important issues as well including inclusivity in the reading world and also about the fact that it's normal to sometimes have a reading slump have a moment where you just like I have all these books on my shelves I want to read them all but I just can't be asked yeah (laughs) so i am very very happy to have them on the podcast make sure you follow them on instagram they have such an aesthetically pleasing page that's just beautiful with just some really great analyzations and recommendations of some of the most popular books in australia right now anyway i better stop chatting and i better get on to the interview this is nikki and tay from two girls one bookshelf Ladies, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I'm such a huge fan, so it's so it's so great to finally just see faces to the Instagram page, I have to say. Don't you watch our stories? That face is all over. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having us. Yeah. So excited. It's awesome to be here. I watch your stories. No, now it sounds like I don't watch I do watch your stories, but I just look at the the ex- extremely ecstatically pleasing Instagram grid. Can I just say as well, anyone that obviously has, if you're not following these guys, make sure you look, check out their grid. Like I've never seen like a grid so planned out so well. <laughs> Whenever I look at it, I'm just like, damn, I can't be, why can't I be this organized? I need to be this organized in my life. The inspiration was uh, a bit of a Neapolitan vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. With a shit of a twist, I think. But the funny thing is like we, we, didn't really before we started the page we didn't really know about the bookstagram community so we didn't really know that the most people were actually taking photos of their books and stuff we're not quite that creative yeah. so we thought we'd hide behind graphics yeah and just be able to copy and paste and it's worked pretty well <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's always good so how did you guys start the page two girls one bookshelf how did that all begin So I think both of us had been readers back sort of in high school and just after high school. And like a lot of people, I think you do lose it for a few years amongst the chaos of life and uni and whatever else it is. And we were both both readers and we sort of had a unofficial two-person book club where we would sort of share the books and then we'd talk about it. Um, And we both loved that. And I was living in Cairns and Tay was in Brisbane. And so we did that for a little while. And then right in the middle of lockdown, Last year, I said to Tay, I said, should we start a bookstagram? Should we start putting our reviews on something? Because our unofficial book club of two was getting a little bit lonely. Um, and yeah, it's sort of, she was so excited. And the thing about Tay is when she gets into something, she just dives headfirst into it. So yeah, she was on board. And then 
we did not expect that it would become what it is and it's really really cool it was honestly just something that was going to keep us entertained during lockdown give us something to find comfort in and yeah and it did it did give us a lot of comfort um something to do something to, to you know a way to spend our time in lockdown that we felt we were doing something productive um yeah it's been and yeah definitely didn't think it was going to get to where it is but we're coming up to about one year now mm-hmm. I think in April we started it so wow great year yeah that's very exciting it's a great community that we've joined like there's so many wonderful people on there and some of which you know we call our friends now um which is an absolute bonus that's come from starting the page and joining it is definitely a community and we're super grateful to be in it we love it yeah Oh, that's so great to see. That's so amazing that like a community has been created through this book club because yeah, as you've, as you both know, like there's so many book clubs on YouTube, Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. But the reaction has just been so beautiful with your page. Like everyone just loves it, loves it, loves it. Like, so tell me more about then, like you say that you've made friends through this page. Like, is it just people like telling you like, oh my God, yes, I read that book. It was great. Or it was horrible too. Like, how's that reaction been going? Yeah, so when we started it, I mean, we didn't really know. I like, I don't think Nikki said, let's start a bookstagram as such, because we didn't know that that was the term. We didn't know that bookstagram was a thing. Um, and then we made it and then started following a few book related pages. And turns out this community is called Bookstagram. So there are so many accounts that do pretty much what mm-hmm. we do as well. Um, and those are the sort of people that we started. Um, following and talking to about books and commenting on their reviews and um, that really helped us to stay open-minded with reviews because everyone's got different opinions Um, but like we've met you know we would have like buddy reads and buddy reads Mm -hmm. is a concept that we sort of learnt about um, which is where you all have the same book and you read at the same time divide the book into into like chapters and things and then sort of reflect on it throughout the read and through doing a lot of those, we made um, we made friends, you know, talking to people consistently, doing that sort of stuff. But it is really great to have those people who have pages that do what we do because it gives us a lot of inspiration ourselves. And yeah, it just feels like if you need to talk to someone about a book, you know that you're going to find someone who's read it in the community. So it is, yeah, it's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something that I love so much about your page, so I think this is what drew my attention to it, other than the fact, of course, Shameless posted about it, but we'll get to that in a second because that was so bloody cool. But the thing (laughs) that I love so much about your page is that you're very brutally honest with your reviews. And I think with Instagram so often, this might just be something I get annoyed about, but so often when I see people talk about brands, most of the time it's like through sponsors so they kind of have to like you know do a bit of ass kissing that kind of stuff so when you're being really brutally honest and you're just like nah this book ain't so great it's a bit overrated like it's just such a oh my god such a, just a breath of fresh air just being so brutally honest so can I just say you've saved me some money by the way because there's a few books yeah. there was a That's few books idea. That was I was gonna buy. There was one particular one that I think you both gave one star. I I won't mention the name just in case. Yeah. I think we both know. We all know which I one I'm talking know. about. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but yes, no. Literally, I think it was like a day or a day, like a day before I was in the bookshop and I was looking at that book. I was just like, oh, I might get it. I might come back another day. And then you released the review. I was like, oh, okay. I'm glad. I glad uh, I saved that twenty five bucks. That's good. 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 Timing. Good. Yes. <laughs> But why have you guys decided to make it 
actual legit reviews, not just this ass-kissing, oh, this book was okay, not my fave, but, you know, they did their best. What made you decide to make you like that way? Well, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't really a discussion that we had when we started it. It was just, we just assumed we would be honest because that was the point of it. Um, And the thing is, like, when when we first started the platform, we didn't we were buying these books ourselves there was no sponsored content or anything so there was nothing really like limiting us in that sense we had to do this like ass kissing or anything so we we would definitely agree that we are honest um I think we we try to be really thoughtful in our approach and to be open-minded point out both sides of story because we've always been quite vocal about how literature is art and Mm. art is subjective and it's not going to be for everyone a book that you might love people will hate we certainly have our disagreements on books that's no that's no secret I love (laughs) it when one of you like gives a book like five stars and the other one's just like one and I'm just like oh oh oh, we do kind of love a bit of Nikki and Nikki versus Tay if we don't mind it anymore but that's the thing like art is so subjective and and literature is art the authors are artists so we do try to be really open-minded with that and, um, like I said, thoughtful in our reviews. But where it becomes a bit more black and white and not so subjective is when we ourselves have been able to identify or we've done enough research to know that the text is problematic mm. uh, or damaging, particularly for minorities, and then we won't hold back because that's when we have a chance to sort of point these things out Um or, or platform people who do have voices or are part of those minorities that that we can share those those source resources as well so that's where we I would say our like the brutal part comes into play but for a book that we didn't think was problematic I would say that we would be we would always be honest we're always going to be honest um but I don't yeah but we're only really we we try not to be too brutal so so, um but another thing is like when we hit about three thousand followers um we started reaching out to publishers publishing houses and requesting copies of books that we enjoy I think that's the general you need it like a couple thousand Mm -hmm. before they'll start sending you free copies um Mm -hmm. and the thing is with that although they're sending us free copies it doesn't mean we have to um, hold back or put a good spin on it. They are very, most most publishing houses or any that we receive books from at least um, are quite openly like you, we want you to review this honestly. Mm-hmm. We want an honest review from you and in exchange, we'll give you this book for free. So oh, that's right. um, that yeah. is really helpful for us because we don't feel that we need to hold back. Um, and, and so that's another good thing about it as well. But we'll always be honest. We're not here to, you know, muck around. Yeah. <laughs> people, you know, people will have a different opinion on something, but like Tay's saying, art is, so, art is so subjective. Yeah. So if people can potentially resonate with why we take a particular view based on their own lived experiences, bearing in mind we're white, cisgendered and able women who are approaching books in a different way to the next person or the person after that. But I think that's why we, we didn't actually have a conversation now that we were going to be honest. We just were. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's just who we are. And we, and we think that people appreciate that. And we hope that that is refreshing for them because 
we want to read honest reviews too. Yeah, we want to hear what people think. We genuinely are interested in people's views and people's opinions and why they think the way they think. Um, Mm. So that's we just we just are. Yeah, and we don't shy away from commenting on other reviews that are completely different to our own either. But they're always positive like they're always like thank you for sharing thank you for being honest because that's what it's all about and we are also like you know we do encourage people to read books for themselves as well um we would never say don't buy this book unless yeah. again of course it's problematic mm-hmm. um but yeah and that's the thing we're very vocal about art being subjective so that is that that is one of the the greater parts of of yeah, reading. Yeah. And it is also great because you don't you don't just give like say you don't just go, oh, this is four stars and that's it. Like you have a thorough explanation on why this is. And then you also look into like say the author's background and why they for example, would spoke about this uh, topic in the book and like, how have they spoken about the book on previous podcasts? Like, it's really great because it's not just like, oh, if you do not believe that I gave this book one star, then, you know, you're an idiot or anything like that. It's just like, I gave it one star because of blah, blah, blah. You still give people the the sense that they can still interpret what they want, which I think is really great because yeah, if you were a hard, like, no, you can't buy this. Yes, you should buy this. Then Actually, that would also put a lot of pressure on you guys because then if a book was horrible, people would be like, excuse me, you said this book was awesome and it's terrible. Like, yeah, that could be, that could get a yeah, bit Yeah, I know. We can't really back ourselves. <laughs> yes, um, yes. You've got to make sure you back yourself. Yes. <laughs> we, we do um, have a lot of that bonus content in our reviews mm. because we actually really love looking into that. Nikki actually does a lot of the bonus content stuff. So she'll um, do a big deep dive into the authors and the book, like a lot of the interviews that they've done. So we love to listen to like podcasts that the author has done talking about the book and all of that sort of stuff. If there any is any controversies around the book, we love to sort of platform that and give that a voice. Um, so we love doing that stuff mm. as well. And yeah, it's probably something that's not done on other bookstagram platforms as much. Um, so I think that might be something that people that read the reviews appreciate as well is having a bit of background to that. Mm, yeah, it definitely gives you guys a bit of an edge even more in addition to the fact that you're also very brutally honest and <laughs> something else that you also did. Oh, I don't even know time anymore. I don't know if it was a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, it's COVID. I have no idea, but <laughs> <laughs> that's literally me right now. I've no, I don't know anything about time. I think um, we're actually still in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is COVID-19? What is this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay. A bit ago, I think it was like, yeah, it was on your Instagram stories. You spoke about, you spoke about inclusion in regards to people that for example listen to books through audio or people that read books and how like both are still valid I thought that was really interesting because that brought up a lot of reactions and you made and you made a whole big thing on Instagram stories and it's and it's still saved on your Instagram page so people that didn't see these stories I highly recommend you go check it out but did you want to just explain to the audience a little bit about why you found this topic of conversation to just be so interesting for everyone to talk about yeah absolutely so just for some context I actually don't know what was it last year I don't know I can't remember I don't know. Know. five weeks ago I think it was little... anyway it doesn't anyway. matter um but for some context yeah I we... want to look it up right now <laughs> it's gonna annoy me it's gonna annoy me I need to look it up let me see okay yeah, I think it was last year I could be wrong Six weeks ago. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. What is, oh my God, I I hate this year. Anyway, continue. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, so for some context, Nikki did a series of stories that was um, uh, unpopular opinion. A bit of spill the tea. Yeah. Sort of encouraging yeah. people to type an answer and say their controversial opinion, what they secretly thought about something or, you know, yeah. unpopular opinions. Um, and one of those unpopular opinions that was submitted was that audiobooks don't count um, as a book. So something that a lot of people in the book don't bookstagram community do and people in general who sort of track their reads is they'll you know have a set a goal for the year um, and they'll count how many books they've read for the year um, which we do and it's a great way to stay motivated and, and we love that but um, it was really surprising because we Nikki then reposted that um, answer and then had like a poll and said I agree it doesn't count or I disagree it does count and the, the majority said it does count, but there was still about 400 odd yeah. people that said it doesn't count. And we were really shocked by that. We thought it would be a bit of a landslide, to be honest, and um, it wasn't. And so we did a little bit of research into it. And I then took that and put, a, put some stories up about like explaining it and unpacking why that is an issue and why it's considered ableism. Um, so the thing is with, with audio books, for some people that choose to, to opt for an audio book over a physical book, sometimes it's a matter of preference. So listening to someone tell their story, um, might be the way that they prefer to consume the content. It could be lack of time if someone's really on the go. Um, and I'm thinking here like single mothers, small business owners, people who work multiple jobs. Um, but then the, the real issue is and where the term ableism comes into play is for when those people who don't have a choice um, are the are people who are consuming audiobooks. And that's people with disabilities like dyslexia, developmental disabilities, ADHD, autism, visual impairment, uh, processing problems, speech and language disorders and the works. Um, it could be children who haven't even learnt to read yet. So parents who are reading their kids' books, which I'm sure, you know, is, it's very common. Um, it could be your illiterate adults. So people who didn't have access to, uh, to education, they never learnt to read. Um, and also people who can't access physical books. So cost is a big one, obviously, but also people who live in regional towns, rural communities, who may not even have a bookshop or a library in their town. So this is where it became um, really shocking for us because that's where, you know, this, this sense of ableism came into play. So we decided we would sort of put up some stories about that, unpack it. And the thing is, mo most of the responses that we got were really positive, but it seemed that people were getting really caught up in the technicality of the word reading because the question was, do you count reading or listening to an audiobook as reading a book? And I think we just wanted to sort of say, um, why don't we all just take a step back, look at the bigger picture and, and just ask ourselves, why can't we overlook the, the technicality just you know, for the sake of not marginalizing an already marginalized community? And it was really important for people to unpack that and ask themselves like, are they coming from a place of privilege? Because to us, it seemed like a pretty easy sacrifice yeah. to overlook the technicality of the term reading. Um, in order to feel like give give people who, um, uh, you know, can't can't access physical books a sense of belonging still, um, and so I, I think the majority of people who came back to us were 
because we got a lot of DMs about mm. that. And I don't think we've ever experienced no. that many DMs. Like there was a lot. And I, it really, I really loved that. And so we asked permission to share a lot of those DMs on our stories. Um, and that's where it really, you know, those people who have lived experience got to sort of share their voice. So um, a lot of the people who responded were actually people who had voted no in, yeah. in the oh, poll. Really? They come back and they said, I was one of those people that voted no, like, thank you for unpacking that and for helping me sort of understand my privilege in this situation. Like if I could go back, I'd change my response. And I think that's what we love the most about it. Um, and there was people who said, you know, sending us links to journal journal articles that had evidence that listening to an audiobook activates the same part of your brain that listening to an audiobook does. And people who were deaf and they pointed out that we should be acknowledging hearing privilege because being able to hear literature whilst doing things at the same time, mm. like driving and doing exercise, it's kind of the same scenario but flipped. And so really trying to get this narrative out there that yeah. it's they're the, it's you're consuming the same content, it's just in a different medium. But yeah, a lot like people who themselves, people that DM'd us were that themselves or they knew people who aren't able to consume those physical books and they were just reaching out and saying thank you for doing that so we honestly think um, that any medium that helps people engage with literature should be encouraged and celebrated so it really was important for us to put that up on our story and like you said it's still up there there's a highlight dedicated to it so we um, would definitely encourage everyone to go and, and have a look at that. Yeah, I really did enjoy when you were posting these stories because my partner, he has ADHD and he's on the autism spectrum. And yeah, just when you were releasing these stories, he had just started to get into um, audio reading and he's just on fire because he didn't really, he didn't really like use, he, because he doesn't really like reading books, but audio reading, oh my God, like he's just finished 80 hours worth of like Sherlock Holmes books. And I'm just like, oh well, goodness you suck because now you've yeah. read more books than I have now and I'm the one with the big ass bookshelf so okay yeah. then but yeah it just really thing, like mm. Nikki's, Nikki's currently re uh, listening to um, A Promised Land. Land by Barack Obama and that's like 30 is that 30 hours yeah it's 26 hours yeah long. not including any of, the, any of the extra credits or yeah. you know, anything like wow. that so you then say that I'm not I haven't read that book you know, if yeah. I consume 26 hours of content. And yeah. in hindsight, after I put the stories up, I realized it wasn't appropriate to put the poll up. But the deep dive that Tay did and the time and energy that she took, we, it was people sharing their stories and their insight was so special. And I'm so grateful for the conversation that came from that. Um, so I think yeah, I'm something that still we hold it very close to our heart because people sharing their stories is obviously puts us to feel we're in a position where we can take those stories and we can put them in a platform um, and people can start having those conversations. So that sort of is maybe a bit of sort of it's definitely a silver lining. Yeah, the whole context of what happened. I would say it's been my favorite part of um, having the bookstagram was was what came out of those stories. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that time. And yeah, and again, people, if you are not following these girls on Instagram, do it right now and definitely check out that Instagram highlight. It is, it's very educational. And I think, yeah, you'll definitely learn a thing or two. That's for sure. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. On a less heavier note, on a more fangirling moment... I need to talk about Shameless because that is how I discovered you guys. Was it like a, a TikTok or a reel that you made when you like found the books? No, 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 no. Yeah. that's right. You were moving the books around so people could see it in them. Um, it was like Kmart or something, was it? Yeah, yeah, Big W. Big W. We were Christmas shopping. <laughs> we were trying to get a Christmas tree like five days before Christmas. The thing about Tay is she's, she's super creative and she can think of really cool ideas and concepts so she she actually had thought of the idea that if she could find the space between at the shop, you know, she you know, could make a reel out of it. And we we're at Big W and they had lots of copies. So she and so yeah, she went and got her basket and we filmed yeah. it. And yeah, they just happened to um we tap we definitely tagged yeah. the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. They, awesome. um, yeah, but before that, previous to that, they Michelle had seen the page and she had given given us a little bit of a shout out on her personal story. So they had already sort of known of us and um, were following the bookstagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that helped to let help them see it. But it was um, yeah, we we had just both finished reading the book and we absolutely loved it. And we got it for you know a lot of our female friends for Christmas. <laughs> so we just wanted to put the word out there, do our part to help society. <laughs> But yeah, it was a great book. So we had to make some sort of real from it. Yes. Oh, that was so good. As soon as you saw it, as soon as I saw it, I was just like, oh my God, what the hell is this? Yes, I love this. And then I saw your page. I'm just like, oh my God, yes. Thank you, Michelle. Thank yeah. you. Again. They DM'd us <laughs> and said, um, can we share this on our page? And I kind of just looked at Nikki. I was like, what? <laughs> but then, um, yeah, so that really, um, that was pretty cool. We absolutely loved that um that happened yeah why do you two love the shameless girls so much i have been an like an original shameless fan since that day one um <gasps> yes I, started, I know i know small flex there but mm-hmm. <laughs> yes own that own that oh yes <laughs> i got into it in about 2018 and i think what i love about them is they filled a space that I myself, and I'm sure a lot of other people, didn't even know I was craving until I had it. Um, you know, yes. what they do and the premise, <laughs> what they have is brilliant. They're looking at pop culture, stories, celebrities through a critical lens and they're analytical, they're thoughtful, they're deeply researched, they're constructive and they are making people accountable. You know, they're, they're holding those people you know whether it's an influencer or a celebrity or anyone to account and I think that that is so important and I think particularly for young women it's important to know that we can look at things through a critical lens and we can be constructive about it and we can have conversations about it with the people around us and so yeah I think I've loved it since day one. Um, and also what they do on the side of the podcast, you know, they have created a brand that is res- like, it's so respected, you know, they, they, you know, sell their merch and they give percentages of their 
profits to charities that help disadvantaged First Nations women or help victims of domestic violence um, and very important organisations and campaigns. So they're, they're taking the platform and the following that they do have and using it for good. And that is actually quite, it's quite unique um, mm. that they're doing that. So they're a big part of why we grew so quickly, like Tay said, you know, so Michelle came across us um, and then go to skincare, you know, yeah, yeah, because when they yeah. shared it on their story, mm. we think people who followed them sort of caught on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Flex Mommy as well. Yeah. She oh. had a big impact sharing that on her story. So we do. Oh, don't we just to- love Flex? Yes. Oh, yeah. She's just an icon. <laughs> She's just a queen. I love that woman. Oh, my God. Yes. But that's just so yeah, cool. Their voc- vocabulary is like oh, yeah. next level. We're so obs- like yeah. I have a note in my phone of words that they just blurt out like it's no big deal, and I've like looked looked up the meaning because I'm like, oh, I've got to start using that one, you know. <laughs> and we do, and we do, <laughs> we try. I do the exact same. Oh my god, I do the exact same. Yes, Zara, Michelle, and Flex—they like say words and they just say it so naturally, like they're not trying to like overpronounce it. But then I put it in my notes and I don't look at it for like another three weeks. Weeks and I look at the word I'm just like what what why, why is this random word here so at least you're organized I'm not organized yeah. <laughs> at least you're organized with that yeah yeah oh they just they're just such bad badass women in the media they really really are yeah. just oh, so having great. like a team of five women now like watching them grow from just those two girls to I think it's five yeah. they've got five yeah. women in their team now and it's just it's really inspiring and it's awesome to see and everything that they do, they come from a really, like a really good place. And yeah, they're doing a lot of good, making a lot, a, a lot of, um, you know, strides in the community. Yeah, they definitely are. So I have to ask, even though your page is all about reading, it's dedicated to books. What is your best advice there for people that just can't seem to get back into reading? Like for me, I am going through a little bit of slump right now, even though I have probably like a hundred books on my bookshelf. I've obsessively color-coded this bookshelf, but have I read them all? No, of course not. Of course not. Of course I haven't. I still think I need to buy more. What would you be your best recommendation for people that are just going through a reading slump? Like they just can't get back into reading. Like do you recommend a particular book or do you recommend like a particular habit? Because surely you guys have gone through slumps because even yeah. though, even though I just yeah. presume you guys read every single day of, of the, your entire lives, like what would be your best recommendation? I think first, don't put too much pressure on yourself. I know that's easy to say, yeah. but it happens. It happens to us. We have conversations all the time that we just haven't had a chance to read, you know, um, because of whatever reason. But I think, you know, maybe look at trying an audio book, um, you know, so you can be potentially doing something else while you're listening. Also, move away from the top 50 at Dimmix. And, you know, <laughs> even if you read what you know you love, yeah. you know, and don't worry about what's popular and what everyone else is doing. You know, if you need to get out Twilight or you want to read the Fifty Shades series again, do it because <laughs> it's it's... You, your love of literature is always going to be there. And when when we have, you know, post things on our stories and people say, you know, I'm in a reading slump, like your love is always going to be there. You just have to find it again. And if you need to go back to a book that you know you love, then do it. Um, because we, yeah, we fully support anyone going back and rereading. Twilight oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, maybe even a small book, 
you know, something that's not going to take you too long. You don't have to go and whip out a 700-page novel. Um, but a sense of accomplishment that comes from finishing even a small book is going, I think, to help motivate you to keep reading. Um, ask your friends and your family who know you well that might have read something that they think you'll like. Um, but you're not alone in your reading. Yeah, it's so common. Yes. It really is. Like, and we have it all the time. Like Nikki, she reads a lot for what, like her job. So she'll often not be in the right head. Like she mm. just, she wants to escape from that. Um, and, and, you know, with what we do, when we first started, we were posting like two reviews a week. And that was when we had a whole catalog of our, our past reads as well. Mm -hmm. um, but we couldn't keep up with that because we're not reading two books a week. So we've, we've, we've cut it back to one book a week. But even then, like it's um, sometimes Nikki will say, I haven't, I just haven't read a book or I'll, I'll be like, I just can't, I got, can't read at the moment. So, and we're super understanding yeah. about that. Like we don't put pressure on ourselves to do it because as soon as you put pressure on yourself to do it, like that's when you're going to pull back more. So just like, I think, you know, Nikki's advice to read what you know you'll love is the first thing that I would do personally. Like I would just go back to what I know I'll love because it's sort of more of a guaranteed and let that sense of accomplishment or, um, you know, push you forward and motivate you. So that's what we do. But yeah. I think we just acknowledge that breaks are important and it's not the end of the world if you're not consuming content at a rapid pace. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It just gets very hard when I see like all, the, like what was it? It was about a couple of weeks ago. You posted all the books that you've recently received from all your publishers. And I just kept taking all these screenshots being like, oh my God, yes, I need this. I need this. I need this. And then my, part, <laughs> and then my partner's just like, he saw those and he looked at my bookshelf and he's just like, oh honey, how many of those books have you actually read on the shelf <laughs> but yes, they just look so pretty on instagram there's more <laughs> books on our shelf we haven't read than than books that are but a lot of that comes from when we when we finish reading we'll donate them so we don't actually keep a lot of books that we've read um so really? pretty, yeah we'll we will donate to women's shelters and um just oh, that's know, great lifeline and things like that or, or give them away to family and friends because especially if it's one we don't think we'll revisit, like mm -hmm. we'll definitely give away. We've definitely kept some, like ones that we absolutely love and we want to revisit, but um, the majority of our bookshelf is taken up by books we have not read. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not the only one. Good, good. <laughs> so I think my last question for you ladies tonight has to be the very important one, but a very, very hard one, which is what is some of your most favorite books that you've read of all time? Now, obviously I can't just ask you, just for one book because like that's like trying to choose like who's your favorite pet or like who's your favorite I I don't know I was gonna say child but I don't have children there but um but yes what are some of your most favorite books that you have read what what would you recommend like just that has like okay. affected you the most this is really hard Demi why are you doing this to us um, <laughs> For me, I think The Alchemist. I adore that book. I adore oh. that book because the first time I actually read it, it was actually read to me. So, but I've since gone on, this was in high school, I've since gone on and read it twice, as you know. Um, and I, I can't really go past A Little Life um, and not mention it. Yeah. But I, if you're asking yeah. about books that had a profound impact, yeah. absolutely little life, yeah. but mm -hmm. that comes with a lot of trigger warnings, content warnings. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it took us a, a solid couple months to get through that one, yeah. but it would make my list too. It's, it yeah. was very moving and it was phenomenally written. 
Yeah. Um, I I hated the alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was terrible, but I um, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I think it, like, there was a lot of nostalgia in there for Nikki, and I get that. It's a great book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just didn't connect to it, to be honest. But um, I love that Nikki loves it, and she talks about it all the time. And I know that that's her go-to answer for that question. I, on the other hand, I don't have an answer. I don't have a favorite, but like I said, a little life was great. Um, and I've, I've just finished um, Samantha Will's memoir, which is called Of Gold and Dust. And I think that will sit with me for a very long time. When I finished it, I was on my couch. I, I shut the last page and I just like hugged the book. I was like obsessed with it. And um, memoirs are probably my favorite genre um because they just it feels so real and you learn so much from them and I could like that one was phenomenal it was it was just she talks about so much um that you can relate to as a woman um and just to to hear her story was incredible so I actually think that one's gonna make my top list for a long time um but yeah what about you can we ask you what yours is oh oh big little lies that just I love, 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 love that book. Um, my books are very, very basic that I really like. Yeah, Big Little Lies. Oh, and Gone Girl. The yeah. book for Gone Girl. Oh my god, that was just so bloody good. Um, That's been for like yeah. two years. I haven't read it. <gasps> you need to read it. You need to read it. The move. The movie's good, but the book is just mwah, chef kiss. Chef's kiss is just amazing so good right it's my next read yes (laughs) yes yep and i actually i really want to know you might not have the numbers now how many books have you guys read this year so far i have to ask um yeah i i think it's i think i'm on like 25 or 6 this year um really stepped it up with the audio like when we had that lockdown um in Brisbane I was like walking all the time and just had the audiobooks going um so it was quite easy to to sort of power through a few and we've read quite a few little short books as well so that's definitely um yeah like made the tally go up a little bit what about you what are you I think mine is about 23 yeah everything that I've yeah read this year it's been a pretty good year so far. Yeah. <laughs> I am keeping the lockdown help yeah, with that. But, yeah, but some good books as well. Yeah. I had so much coming out at the moment. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow, that's so good. Also, I had to think for a second. I'm just like, we had a lockdown? I'm just like, oh, yeah, the beginning of January. Because I live in Brisbane too. And I was just like, we had a lockdown? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Those, those three days, everyone in Brisbane was like freaking out. And everyone in Melbourne is just like, bitch, please. Like, we had like months yeah, of this. I know. You could handle a I couple know. of days. You can what you can get through in three days. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yes. I was productive. Yes. I watched a lot of TV shows. <laughs> that was my productivity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you, ladies, so much for letting me chat to you and just talk about such a hard topic for you guys to discuss books. I mean, you know, it's just oh, such a difficult topic yeah, to yeah. talk about. It's such a chore. It's so, <laughs> oh, books, jeez. 
such an annoying topic (laughs) but yes thank you so much for coming on to the podcast i'm such a fan of yours and you have literally saved me money but then at the same time i think you've probably have cost me 90 dollars worth of books so we've loved this opportunity so thank you for having us on it's been great and if you ever need some books you know let us know we'll we'll, we both live in brisbane so we can we can uh we can give you um a lot of ours as well (gasps) Ooh, yes all right i think my partner might be happy with that less spending money in our local (laughs) bookstore and (laughs) awesome well yes yes everyone listening right now if you're not already following these two lovely ladies make sure you do check them out at two girls one bookshelf on instagram and also head to their website as well because they also sell these fabulous bookmarks which i definitely need to get my hands on because they're just so pretty (laughs) i just love everything that's aesthetically pleasing so yes Make sure you tune in and watch their page. And I think it's every week that you then update the page with a new book, a new review, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Fabulous. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Nasty Woman Club podcast. Make sure you give today's guests a follow on Instagram. Their Instagram page is Two Girls One Bookshelf. If you did enjoy this episode, please give it a five star review. Every share, every rating, every review helps grow this independent podcast. Now I'll be in your ears again on Monday for Rant Mondays. So hope you all have a fabulous week. I'm your host, Demi Lynch. Stay nasty, everyone.